Joe, what do you call it when one cow is spying on another? What? That's a stakeout. Ha <laughs> ha. Steak. Joe, do you know what I love about the word drool? What? It rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. I'm Joe. And welcome to a very special episode of Carnival Personnel. Every episode special. Like, like the snowflakes that we are. <laughs> so are our episodes. Uh, Joe, this is the podcast before Halloween. You know, which it was just as you know is is like uh, Christmas in our house usually. <laughs> yeah, and you got celebrating early, if I recall correctly. Uh, you started uh, decorating your lawn in September, and your neighbor's kid uh, stated that uh, you decided, oh, uh, skipping September, are we going straight to October? And, and and now now the battle in my head begins. It's like, how long do I leave the Halloween stuff on the front lawn before the Christmas stuff goes up? And uh, I'm guessing. I'd say uh, put know, it up now. I, I, well, Joe has been to our humble abode a number of times. And it, whether it's here or L.A., our abode is generally decorated in the um, Chris, Nightmare Before Christmas motif. It's like it's a <laughs> mashup. Like the wife... You know, she loves her skulls and creepy things and all things that Jess Skellington would have around his house. Me, I'm just a nut for Christmas. So uh, as a kid, I, I mean, as a kid in my teens and even my 20s, I generally had my room decorated with Christmas lights year round, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But that, but that's just that's just me. I, I see I jumped ahead a bit. But do you got big, big Halloween plans? Uh, no, I canceled Halloween like the rest of America should. Did 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 your town officially cancel trick or treating? I don't know. I don't. I didn't get. I didn't hear the town crier this year, going around saying, "Hear ye, hear ye! All fun is canceled for the year of our Lord 2020." I think it's just sort of an assumed cancellation. I don't know officially, but um, you know that doesn't stop uh, people from breaking rules if it were a rule. You know. Oh, you know what? I wish that there would be a town uh, crier for uh, wearing fucking masks. You know, if we're going to get a decree about anything, let's get a decree about wearing masks in public. And, you know, maybe so, maybe have that message spread from town to town, up and down the dial. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we, we can only hope that soon there's some kind of national mask ordinance in, in place, but it, it's never going to happen. And I was... Grabbing a couple items at my local Hannafitz, couple older women, masks under their nose. At, at nine months in, if you don't want to wear a mask properly, there's nothing I'm going to say that's going to make you say, oh, okay, I see the light now. So, but as, as, as far as Halloween and masks go, yeah, it's a big holiday for us. The boys understand we're not doing anything. I mean, uh, I, it, ironically, I'll probably turn. The, the the switch off that turns all the lawn ornament stuff off for Halloween at like you know four in the afternoon just so people don't say oh they got lights on let's go you know uh, or maybe I'll leave it on leave a bowl of candy you know by the front door and say take one or take ten I don't fucking care but uh but we're not we're not doing anything except hovering around the fake fireplace and maybe watching the Pauline special hmm. you know what you're not watching unless you have apple tv plus the great pumpkin charlie brown special oh it's not on cbs anymore apparently 
the Apple TV Plus service now has exclusive rights. Basically, Apple bought the rights to all the Charlie Brown specials. So it's like what HBO did for Sesame Street, except that Sesame Street is still around and employing people, whereas the Charlie Brown specials is like, oh, yeah, that's your childhood. Yeah, we have that now. We're the captain now. But I, I guarantee it's not all copies pulled from YouTube, and I, I'm pretty sure I have them. But but it is more special seeing on TV for some goofy reason. Yeah, because you're watching about, it you with know? people, like because you have right. this sense of community. Like, oh, you're watching the Charlie Brown special, you know? And yeah, it's a nostalgia old person kind of thing because people don't watch We're TV. Old? Yeah, and people oh. don't watch TV like that anymore. You know, except for like you know the season finale of The Voice. You know, <laughs> that kind of event or sports. But for the most part, yeah, there's no real communal TV watching. It's kind of like, don't spoil the Charlie Brown special for me. I'm only on, <laughs> you know, the first act I, on my Hulu or whatever the fuck. You so know. so you're, you're trying to tell me that you don't think my 10-year-old is calling all his friends trying to make sure they're watching the the latest clip from Mr. Beast at the same time on YouTube. And right. You know why? Because he's not calling them. You know, no, that's another he's, he's he doesn't not. call their friends anymore. You don't tape things on TV. You don't call people anymore. It's, it's a different world from where we came from. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to I'm going to be in it. So so I uh I got a Chromebook update for you. I know how you love to mm, talk about like, you know, that trash day already. <laughs> it is. Um, so our rescue dog Logan has weighed in on his uh, his take on the Chromebooks. Um, they're delicious. Oh no, my dog <laughs> ate my Chromebook. My dog, our dog, has chewed up. And the first time, it's the dog's fault. The second time, it's on you know the older one's fault because he, you know, we didn't know that this rescue dog would uh, would chew cords and literally just chewed up. A Chromebook cord a couple weeks ago, and then the oldest kid uh, mistakenly again just left the Chromebook cord draped. You know, you, you got to put everything up on the desk at night if you want the dog to stay in your room. He didn't do that. Woke up in the morning all upset about the Chromebook, you know, cord, which, which you know, are are, are surprisingly cheap as our Chromebooks. <laughs> so, um, so he's weighed in on the Chromebooks. You think they're hot trash. He thinks they're delicious. To each their own. To each their uh-huh. own. That's what separates us from the animals, I think. So, so, so let's get right into the big news for Halloween. Ha- I, I can't believe I didn't mention this last week, but it's more appropriate this week. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed the family viewing of uh, Hubie Halloween. Haven't starring, watched it yet. Yeah, starring Adam Sandler. It is nothing but um, cameo after cameo after cameo. Uh, one of the prominent characters' name has the same last name as us, so nice. we were quite excited about that. Um, there's there's a running sight gag in it that I won't give away. That a- as the movie progresses continues throughout the movie but gets more absurd each and every time you see it Mm -hmm. Uh, some old friends from other adam sandler movies playing prominent parts so that's uh it's Mm -hmm. fun it's it's real it's 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 i don't know i haven't seen a new a good new halloween movie in a couple years but this was great i'm glad yeah i heard that it was you know a nice cool 
Adam Sandler movie, essentially. It's, yeah. you know, it's n- neither offensive nor groundbreaking. So, you know, it's, it's, he's hit the pocket. He's in the pocket right now, Mr. Sandler is. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And, you know, maybe when I'm not watching another movie this, uh, this evening, I'll, uh, I'll flip over to that. What do we got lined up this evening? <laughs> How much? Oh, are you going to? That's great. Great success. My I, wife. I don't know when Borat I'm going to get to quotes. Watch that. What? I don't know when I'm going to get to watch that. Aww. Only because of, you know, it, there's, there's right. some movies we let slide, but that's not going to be one for the 10-year-old. Right, and you have no private viewing room. None. Zero. I don't. Like literally, like why don't you watch? It? We should be watching it now. We should just do like a live viewing of Borat's I, I would subsequent do that. movie oh, film. Hell, hell yes, I would do. I would, I would honestly do that in a heartbeat. I was actually had a a conference call, two conference calls the last two days about setting up such events for real people to do, like watch the movie and do live commentary on it for for a military thing. And uh, but no, I would, de- I definitely, definitely want to see that. I, honestly, though, I just don't know when I'm going to be able to sneak it in. But you, you have to like Anne Frank the viewing, you know? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> oh no, my children are around. Go up into the attic and <laughs> well, and for a couple reasons, not just because it's inappropriate. It's like I, I, I don't want them talking through it. You know, it's like it's just. But, but, uh, but you, I've I, seen. I, I mean, aren't you just going to fast forward every ten seconds anyway? No, not that. Not that I, but I did. I I have because I want to see it, but it's not like I'm dying to see it. I have seen a couple trailers, and it's just you know about the Rudy just, Giuliani scene, right? I do, I do, but, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I, the scenes I've seen is like you pointed out. He's walking down the street, and people are like, "Oh, Borat!" He's pretending not to be Borat, <laughs> and he goes into a costume store to get a disguise. <laughs> And there's a Borat costume in there, <laughs> like like a real like you can go for Halloween as Borat. Yeah. So I, at I least it wasn't was at least it wasn't a sexy Borat costume. And <laughs> aren't aren't I'm, all? <laughs> I know, a little redundant. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So so Joe, just to give you a heads up, hmm. uh, these mics are are plugged into a recording device now, uh, in, in our industry. As a whole, this would be called a, a hot mic, and I, I mean because it's live and, and, and people can hear what we're saying. Um, I don't mean it's hot like, oh, man, that mic is hot, which, you know, hey, everybody. Um, so so don't say anything that you might think you get you in trouble and then later on say, oh, I didn't know that mic was a hot mic. Um, fun fact, if you've been in the industry more than, let's say, Oh, four minutes. You have to assume every mic <laughs> is a hot mic, especially if that mic happens to have wires in it and there's people standing in front of you with cameras and lights and you just spent an hour in makeup getting ready. Uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, Troy Aikman and uh, and his co-host uh, Buck. Um, Joe Buck. Joe Buck on a pregame show kind of going off about a flyover the other day. Have do you know what I'm talking about? Have you heard this? I have seen it. It um it's a little innocuous. I don't know. It's probably not as big a deal as we would like to make it out to be, but it is still funny to hear them kind of mock the flyovers as being uh, a waste of taxpayer money and um jet fuel <laughs> just for a, you know just for a stupid flyover which 
you know, they, the, the military chalks up to, oh, it's a training exercise. We, it's not a military propaganda that's subsidized by the NFL. Uh, it's, um, oh, 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 hold on. It's not subsidized by the NFL. Oh, so Let me subsidized be very by clear. American taxpayers. Thank you. The yeah. NFL does not pay for any of those things. And I love and it's true. It's like you you're doing a flyover of an empty stadium. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I right. Yeah, I know. So hey, that's probably why they didn't think anybody was hearing it. There was nobody in the stadium. It was just like, hey, we're just talking here. <laughs> just us, right? If, if a flyover crashes into an empty stadium, does it Make a sound. I right. don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I didn't think when I heard the comment, but management the other day is like, anytime she mentioned something in sports, it's because it was not a who won or who lost, but look at this drama type thing. And I watched a clip and I'm like, yeah. But then you had to see, like, they both go on Twitter. It's like, you know, uh, just to be clear, you know, we love the service and the military and the proud Americans. And, you know, it's like, I for one some- praise our. Alien ant overlords. <laughs> so it's not a slow news week. So, uh, you know, I think that got a little more attention. I think the big thing is when they said, well, that definitely won't be happening in a Biden Harris administration. Partner. Like, well, yeah. It, it, it was a little weird to hear them talk like that because you hear Troy Aikman say that wouldn't happen in a Biden Harris administration partner. And then Joe Buck saying, that's your taxpayer dollars at work, hard at work, you know, and they're, you can't quite tell if they're making fun of the flyovers or making fun of the people who are outraged by the flyovers. Right. Well, and, and, and I think management called it to my attention because she for years has said that. Like every time I'm watching a sports thing and there's a flyover, it's like, all right, cue the negativity and three, two. Uh, and and I look, I've been in stadiums where they've been flyovers. And yeah, that's kind of interesting. It's kind of neat. It, it, it really is when you see. And I, but I feel the same way. It's like I thought, oh, that is a waste of money. But, you know, I've told the story. It's like I've met the pilots and they're like, yeah, we have to fly X amount of hours a week. So we didn't fly on Wednesday so we could do the training today. They literally do rearrange the schedule. So to not make it as wasteful. They like, should like, be dragging a banner that says this is not extra taxpayer money. You're paying right, they, for this anyway. It's part of the deal. And you've been, you've lived uh, or been to pals' houses close enough to ask, uh, uh, Hanskin. Hanskin, thank you. And, you know, I had an uncle who used to live just like I live near a mile. Hanscom. Right. I'm- have you ever seen the, the, the biannual, like, uh, shows that they have over there? Oh, no, I don't go to the air shows because I'm not a hick. No, I wouldn't go to the air <laughs> shows either, but my uncle every year had a cookout or every other year. Because he's right a half a mile away from the from from the from where they touch down, and they it's it's amazing how close to the house they fly during those shows, like upside down and stuff. But they're not doing that during flyovers. Anyways, spent way too much on that, but uh, but you know, I'm just trying to 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 connect with the youth as. Uh, AOC was doing this week. She went live on Twitch to play um, to play Amongst Us, which I think your youngest and my oldest have have played a number of times. I, I aren't they playing that game together? Yeah, online Among Us is like another what battle royale kind of game. So I don't know. I, I or is that I forget. Is that a is that like a yeah, it's like a Battle Royale game, right? It's, uh, you don't know about Battle Royale. They've talked about it so much, you'd think I would know everything about it. But uh, 
But, you know. Ah, uh, uh, here's the insight you were looking for, you Carnival personnel listeners. <laughs> it's, it's one of those games where somebody in the mix, like you're on a team of like 10 people, but before the game starts, one of you or two of you are the bad guy, but nobody knows who except the person who's the bad guy. Oh, it's a social deduction game. Ah, I see. The game takes place in a space-themed setting in which players each take on one of two roles, most being crewmates and a predetermined number of imposters. All right, so it's like a cool clue. I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. But she went on, and, and you know, you chat, you know, you're in the live chats, and so she was doing that to connect with kids and talk about the importance of voting while playing Among Us, which I think is awesome. Yeah, it's real uh, nice, you know, because... Uh, Last time I checked, she's uh, 30, you know? <laughs> right, right. She, she's one of those lazy millennial lives at her parents, <laughs> you know? The- right. I mean, she right. She was eating Doritos off her chest <laughs> like an otter. <laughs> I otter. <laughs> oh, oh, anyways. Uh, so, 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 so mo- moving right along. Uh, Plowing ahead. I'm telling you, somebody had texted me today saying, dude, you have to just see this and, and wouldn't tell me what just like and it was a link that's going around. It's kind of a propaganda video. Um, we're, we're both we're, we're both really big fans of uh, 80s softcore homoerotica. I think right, Joe, I'm safely to speak for both of us. I've never seen Top Gun. <laughs> Dude, I don't know who said, hey, this would be a really great thing to do, but the Egyptian police force released a video of, like, cadets working out slash graduation ceremony, and it's, it's, uh... It looks like, uh, what's the best, what's it, what did it look like? It looked like, um, homoerotica 80 soft porn movies, <laughs> dude. And, 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 and I cannot stress anymore how, uh, awfulsome it is and, and just bizarre. And it's like, are you do using this as recruitment? And, uh, exactly what are you recruiting? You know what I mean? Uh, I, it's, it, it had, there, there weren't any pride flags involved, but but it, it very much uh, could have. Hey, they so, work hard. They play hard. They, they, no, they work hard. They play harder, nice. I think. Um, uh, so so that was interesting. Uh, Thanks for bringing up that. Like, dude, what, no, what was that about? I, I'm bringing it up because you have to. It's one of those things. It's like it's spoiled milk when somebody's like, oh, dude, you have to try this. This is scumbag. <laughs> this is awful. What but is dude, it? You got to gotta an, smell this. An Egyptian recruitment video? Uh, their 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 police cadet graduation, you know, ceremony. Oh, I see. I'm looking it up now. Bizarre Egyptian police cadet graduation goes viral. All right, move over, Borat two. Something else is in my queue. <laughs> so maybe maybe I'm throwing that out there for all our listeners in Europe who are looking for stuff to watch as Europe shuts down again. Oh no! Uh, as we are recording this. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I don't know if you've seen that. I think officially, 
Ireland has shut down. Scotland's about to. They're they're really pushing to shut the UK because uh, this hoax, this hoax is uh, is spiking as they call it a third wave. So oh no, don't don't you just you know <laughs> you know <laughs> you remember the Kool Aid commercials? That was that was the Kool Aid man. And, and what was it? Was it Family Guy had a cutaway where Peter? Bust through his wall. Oh, that's what that feels like. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else yeah. is there? You got your virus. You got your shutdowns. Oh, you wa- did you watch? Did you watch the debate yesterday or Thursday? I watched every second of it. Did you really? Good for you. My favorite part is in the fight with Bane. Oh. I should I should clarify that I was watching uh, The Dark Knight Rises instead. I'm su- surprised you weren't watching Batman v Superman. Uh, no, uh, I watched that. That's Wednesday, Monday. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but well, yeah, I, forget, I don't know what your rotation is. You know what the starting lineup is, and uh, but it was one of those things where somebody during the day had mentioned like the the speech that Bane gives to Batman when they first encounter each other. Under, under, in the subway, uh, in the sewer systems, under Wayne Tower, and uh, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I'll do. And, and J- Joe and I have, uh, oh, friend of the podcast, uh, Jim had text saying, oh, what network are you guys going to watch the show on or watch the debate on? And I think it took a screen grab of watching the Bane thing. I'm like, I'm watching Batman. Mm-hmm. I, I, I knew I was going to hear like the lowlights. What was your takeaway? It was a generic debate and i liked it <laughs> it was fine i uh, i mean obviously i had to suppress the acid reflux every time trump spoke but aside from that it was fine biden didn't shoot himself completely in the foot which is great he actually came off very well um and trump i like trump's um hair no i like trump's way of speaking when he tries to be behaved you know cuz he talks like this I can't believe, but Joe, you were taking money from Russia. I didn't take money from Russia. You took money from Russia, and you loved it. You loved every minute of it, and you had eight years to change the healthcare system, and you did nothing. You did nothing. Like, he has this ASMR kind of voice when he talks. Right, when he's trying to, you know, when the guy who has the shock thing is right off stage and is just trying to keep... You know, what's amazing is... He he gets graded on a curve. It's like, oh, he was really composed for himself. <laughs> like, like you know, it, it, it's like, oh, let's reward little Timmy for not peeing on Santa's lap when he sat on him at the mall and, and told him what he wanted for Christmas. Like, you know, when his supporters or his surrogates are out there saying, you know, like you, you already pointed out, like, okay, Biden's in the lead allegedly statistically and he didn't hurt himself doing this debate um but but people want to give trump points because he wasn't a raving buffoon like he was last time well you know he made a lot of points and well let's look at the big picture he wasn't a raving lunatic like last time so credit where credit's due right and credit where credit's due uh the moderator Kristen welker a easy on the eyes b a good moderator. She, uh, you didn't see it because you were watching, uh, you know, Act Three of Batman v Bane. 
but she did a really good job of reining it in, keeping control, giving a little bit of slack for going over or, you know, trying to, you know, get have people respond. But they she kept that debate moving and she took uh, Trump to task. She took Biden to task, if you will. She uh, they did have to incorporate the mic muting once. I think when Trump went over for like, you know, two seconds during his response, they muted his mic. It's sort of like it was weird. It sort of like cut out, but then came back on. But it was enough to just sort of be able to wedge in and and take over. But she did a really good job. I just can't wait for all of this to be over. I I cannot wait. I mean, even though I dread whatever the outcome is going to be, because now now that the cancer is in our body, you know, we could go into remission by voting him out, but the cancer's still there. It's just hiding. And we all uh, kind of know, and hopefully we can live a long, fruitful life without, you know, a, a relapse or, you know, having a, a second wave of Trumpism. But we know now that it's there and it's not going to go away. We just have to deal with it. We're, it's kind of like the virus. We just sort of have to learn to live with Trump and what he left behind. And, you know, we'll see how the next four years shake out. Speaking of uh, living with something, and, and I don't know what it is, and I'm only going to say I hope it's painful and, and awful, but have you seen Mitch McConnell lately? Yeah, his hands are all, like, bruised and, and bandaged and weird. Yeah, and he had something, he had, like, a bandage on his face the other day. It's yeah. like, did, did, is karma slapping him around? <laughs> or, is, the, is the uh, witch's spell wearing off? <laughs> right. And, and I haven't... I haven't seen a public appearance by Barr in a while. Is he? And we mentioned it last week. Have you have seen hide or hair of him lately? I have seen neither hide nor hair of so, Bill Barr, but that's kind of a good thing. <laughs> now, now uh, because it's Monday, as we are recording this podcast live, because it's Monday. But it's Friday you, when people are wh- listening wh- to it. Wh- what did you think of 60 Minutes last night, Joe? Well, I did see a sneak preview, courtesy of the President of the United States. No, actually, I didn't see the the preview, the bootleg, if you will, of the 60 Minutes interview in which Trump was immediately contentious with Leslie Stahl off the bat because before she got started, she dared ask him a lighthearted question. Are you ready for some tough questions? And he didn't like that. He didn't like that one bit. And apparently, after 45 minutes and the interview uh, concluded, he was supposed to stick around for sort of a part two with Vice President Pence and do a side-by-side interview with Pence. And uh, he didn't uh, stick around for that at all. So Pence was left to fend for himself with a woman, by the way. Did, did Mother know he was talking to a woman? I think he had, he, he had her on speed dial. And um, I think maybe she was on, um, you know, maybe on conference, like in in the pocket. You know, maybe that's what it, maybe that's what happens. Maybe that's how he gets away with it. Maybe he secretly has her on speakerphone all the time. He's in a room with another woman, and we just don't know about it. And that's the workaround, you know. So, but yeah, he he completely defended Trump at every turn, and you know, Leslie Stahl called Pence out and Trump out for just not answering any of the questions directly and giving campaign speeches, which is, you know, we would expect nothing less from these pieces of garbage. 
Well, I love how, you know, instantly before she was off the White House grounds, he was slamming her and CBS and doing the whole fake news and hacks and all this stuff. I mean, when's the last time CBS had to come out and say, um, 60 Minutes is a well-respected show and Leslie is a vet. I mean, she did she interview Reagan when Reagan was a president? I think this is at least her fifth, possibly sixth presidential inter- or interview with six different presidents. You know, mm-hmm. she's, she's not some like partisan hack on one side of the aisle or the other. It, it's just amazing that like and you already said it. Let's just it, let's just hope this 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 wraps up pretty soon. I, I mean, you know, the president's humanity. Podcast. Um, the funniest thing that I thought in the debate and the big talking point that Blotus has made in the last week, his biggest slam against Joe Biden is he's going to listen to the scientist. Yeah. Right. That's it. That's it. Just oh, that's, were you expecting me to you know pick up the? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I just think that. it's hilarious that, that 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 literally is his big talking point the last week. If you can't vote for Joe, he'll listen to the scientist. <laughs> well, the, and the other takeaway from the debate, last I'll say about the, the debate, is that Joe Biden said that over time he wants to wean off the oil industry. And yes. the Trump campaign pounced on that. He's going to take away oil jobs. Did you hear that, Texas? Did you hear that, Pennsylvania? They're taking a, he, Biden wants to take away your oil jobs. And, of course, uh, Friday, Biden had to go on the defensive a little bit and say, I'm not taking away oil industry jobs. Like, he's not single-handedly taking down the oil industry, but he does want to, over time, transition over to renewable fuels. He's hopping on board with the Green New Deal you know, thing a little bit. Well, I-, I did hear that clip where you know, Blotus had jumped on that saying, well, Bernie Sanders from Bernie Sanders and you, Bernie, and this one, and he's like, you know, you're running against me. You know, running against them, and I beat them because of my ideas and because of my platform. Like, so why are you talking about Hillary Clinton and, and Bernie Sanders? No, no Barack you, Obama. Oh wait, he was my president. You, yeah. You're running. You're running against Joe Biden. You know, it's like. Um, so I, I thought I thought that was uh, interesting. Um, you know, I didn't. I forgot to put it on the rundown. But before we moved on, I wanted to bring up an awful, uh, an awful, and it's it's awful. And it's awful that we're laughing about it, and it's awful that I still will laugh about it even as I tell you. Uh, management's like best friend lives in Chelsea and a condo complex. I I don't know. Do you remember the old Charleston Shoe building? Yeah, I know. It's right by Route 16. Right. I think that's where they live. Anyways, a person who lives on the floor under them um, – Hadn't been seen for a while. Met their demise inside their apartment. And now the entire thing has to be fumigated because when they went to check on him, it like the body was so decomposed. Like they said, it's like, and and she's like, I don't know now. Like all day she's been texting my wife. She was texting her all last night. It's like the cops are here. The cops are going door by door telling everybody what's going on. I guess it's a, it's a very large man. A very very large man, and it's like, and and his skin is turned like all brown now. It's a white guy who's all brown, and they, you know, she's like, Did the I don't know. shoot him six times when they walked in, right? I don't, yeah, exactly, just to be safe. <laughs> boom, 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 freeze. 
Oh, uh, anyways, uh, so she was, uh, you know, texting with the wife saying, I don't know if I can smell it or if I think I can smell it. And my wife's like, well, you do live in Chelsea. <laughs> you know? so. I'm just marveling at the fact that the Charleston shoe smell is still there to cover up the yeah, dead body all, smell. All, oh, that would, would I, I would actually like that. I think I would actually enjoy. Do you remember what a Charleston shoe tastes like? Do they they don't sell it still, right? Oh, would you like me to go upstairs and get the oh, they have them? box of? Well, I have the box of mini Charleston shoes because the little guy has a friend over tonight to do. I think we're gonna they're gonna watch Beetlejuice. So when I uh, went to the store, um, I was ordered to get those three for. $3 movie candy type things at the store sell. And I got some milk duds, some raisinets, and a box of mini Charleston shoes. Wow. Yeah. That's great. I, you know what? Thank God for Halloween keeping these candies alive. It's like, right? It's not like I'm averse to candy. I eat candy, you know, more than I should as a 43 year old white man who's, you know, pr- prone to having diabetes at some point. But I haven't had a Charleston shoe probably since 1991. You know, I, I, I think that if I remember correctly, they're kind of they're kind of taffy, right? But they're yep. chocolate covered. So yep. yeah, yeah, you, you bite into it, and you have to kind of really like. You better hope your teeth are in good fucking fighting shape because I, I, I may have pulled out a filling or two over <laughs> the years <laughs> eating that. I, I, you know, I can neither confirm or deny. Oh my god, oh. yeah, Charleston. Let's just talk about candy. Can we just talk about okay. candy? What's your All favorite? Right. What's your, what are your go-tos? You got your milk duds. You got your raisinets. Goddamn, raisinets are fucking good, aren't they? No. I, I what? got those because I think, you know, he like, no, when, it depends. If, I, if I'm if i going out and I'm at a 7-Eleven or, or for some reason if I'm on like a road trip and I go into the convenience store there, I will uh, I will grab myself a what you would call it or two. What you call it? You yeah. stupid asshole! <laughs> I'm dead serious. A what you call it? You're are you being facetious? It's a well, what you yes. call it. I thought you were being grammatically correct with a fucking candy bar that's no. purposely not grammatically correct. You know, hey, I, I did a little editorializing. Uh, Alex but, Trebek yeah, over I'll, here. I'll, I'll eat that. Uh, big big fan of the hundred thousand dollar bar or hundred grand bar. I think they're now called. I think they used to be called the hundred. Yeah, 000. they used to be the hundred thousand dollar, but then they changed it to hundred grand. I haven't really had a, a proper candy bar in some time. Uh, when was the last time you were at my house for the podcast? Because maybe that was the last time I had a candy bar. <laughs> when is the last time? February? Maybe. maybe. You, yeah. you met us once to play basketball. That was like in April or May. Yeah. I mean, the lockdown happened in March. Yeah. When did we start doing so this? Maybe March. It, it, it might have been right around the lockdown because we took that week off when the lockdown yep. took place and then we started this whole facetime setup yeah yeah all right yeah so but anyways yeah candy bars are great and you know they're nice to eat once in a while i I like a three musketeers i like the nougat i like the and milky ways milky way fuck yeah that's a big jam of my oldest kid that's his jam yeah jam yeah and your your kid's dentist jam because those are bad i mean they're all bad but i mean like those sticky caramel ones man you say caramel or caramel? Uh, uh, a caramel. Yeah, I'm, caramel. A car- I'm more of a caramel guy. I say yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I say more. And it's funny because my little guy had a dentist appointment this week, and upon getting there, um, he said, "You know, can we get a, go get a snack after if I don't have any carries? Me, 
being a thousand percent sure he did. Yep. Sure can. Yeah. Uh, he had he didn't have any carotids. He did have his last baby tooth that they had to pull out uh, because he has another one growing in there. And um, and you know it's it's always kind of funny because they call me to the back room and it's like, hey, this is what we have to do. Blah blah blah. You know, I said, yeah, we have time. You can do it today. And he goes, do I have to have a needle? I said, yeah. I said, or I can punch it out and just. When people don't know me, <laughs> right, and you're threaten, threatening physical violence toward your son, it's a little son. jarring. It's a little off-putting, you know. And and it's like, yeah. So so he he went with the needle. He went with the needle. Uh, it always creeps me out when he gets needles and he just sits there. You know, my oldest son, I have to threaten to hurt more than the needle will hurt if he doesn't sit there and take the needle. Me myself and I, uh, I I I. Rather get punched in the face than get a needle. It's like when I give blood, it's I, my, I do. I get anxiety about it. It's like I can take any kind of pain. Yeah, right. I just hate needles. But uh, right. but that you, was you'd it. rather just cut your vein open yourself and pour right. it into a jar. Thank job. you. Like, like <laughs> you know, kind of combining the two things of your love for giving blood and your penchant for cutting. So there you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a little two for there. Uh, so do you have any self indulgent? Thing that you you were planning for weeks that you wanted to surprise me with? I do not have anything planned. I have um, given up trying to entertain the masses. I'm I've realized I'm no good, and I'm no, la- and I'm lazy. Super yeah, we, lazy. We, we might go with that, but no, no, you're not. Um, so we'll move on to sport, and it it pains me to say it pains me to say. Uh, as much as I love Los Angeles, the only sport team I like is the Kings, but yet the the city of Los Angeles is about to become uh, the new Boston when it comes to multiple reigning champions. It could be, or it could be Tampa Bay. I don't even know what the series is. As you know, well, we don't know what the series is posting, but I think the Dodgers were up two games to none. I thought it was one-one. No, it, was it one? It, well, maybe. Yeah. I just, you know, that's how interested I am. <laughs> did you know I, that Tampa Bay was in the World Series? I, I, I did know that. I didn't know who they beat to get there. Did you realize um, they were playing in Texas? Because I didn't. I did not know that. Isn't that is that real? Like I, I think that's the case. I thought. See, this is the thing. I listen to like radio all the time, and it's not. It's like national radio, and it's not sports radio. So. You know, they're like one step above our podcast sometimes when it comes to fact checking. But right. where isn't the World? I don't think the World Series is being played. In where is it being played? God damn it! Now I ha- now I have to know. Where are they playing the World Series? At Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas. Yeah, all of them are playing. All of them. All the games are being played at, at Globe Life Field. Um, I, 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 I'm not going to try to pronounce the gentleman's name. I will just say okay. that I have a new favorite baseball player whose name I can't say, who plays baseball in Taiwan. And our good friend Biff sent us a clip the other day. Dude, I, I don't know if I forwarded it to you. If I didn't, I apologize, but I will post it on the, on the Twitter, you know, um, on the Carnival Twitter, um, timeline. The dude pretended to not catch a home run ball. I saw. Like, dude, he wait. He let the guy go all the way around the bases. High five the first base coach. High five the third base coach. They have cheerleaders in the stands, like who are doing their little cheer. 
and then he holds the ball up and throws it. And even the broadcasters were like, wait, what? What's going on? And the guy rounds home base. And as he's rounding home base, the cheers in his dugouts go from cheers to confusion as the, the, you know, the, the other dugout erupts in laughter. And I don't know how long that center fielder's been playing baseball and how much he's been dreaming of this moment. You know, one day, <laughs> if, if ever I can pretend to catch a home run ball, it's clearly over the home run marker. You know, it's, it's, it's his glove was extended behind the wall. He completely robbed it and just comes back looking dejected. He puts his head down and his glove kind of by his side. And he just kind of, damn it, I almost had that kind of, oh, shucks. Dude, there's only one word, savage. Just absolutely fucking savage. And again, don't know the guy's name. The team he plays on just know it's a, a Taiwanese uh, like pro league. But that guy is my favorite baseball player. Um, did you see any of the highlights from Thursday night's Eagles-Giants game? Uh, both of them are, are in a ra- – I mean, that whole division. That whole division is um, – that's the Chromebook of NFL divisions mm. this year. I mean, you got like the one in four Giants playing the – the, the the one and four you know Eagles and and you know you got the Dallas and and the Washington football team, all of them are going to be sub five hundred. There's somebody going to the playoffs this year who will not have a winning record in that division. Anyways, it's at the ten twelve yard line of the uh, of the Giants and the quarterback. You know it's a decide run play and he's at the twenty. The 30, the 40, the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 15 stumbles over his own feet. (laughs) Right. I mean, why? I mean, if you did it, I expected if I did it, I would have I would have run out of gas at the 40. At your 40. My 40. Right. Uh, But to see a pro athlete. Just in the open field, just, I mean, an almost as unbelievable, magnificent 80-yard run, and all of a sudden, just, you know. I guess the, this is proof that Jesus is an Eagles fan. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we hadn't talked about this dude in six months, but uh, I guess Antonio Brown might be returning to football, and I guess he's down in Tampa Bay working out with your beloved Rob Gronkowski and uh, one Thomas Brady. So that would be interesting because, you know, Brady really lobbied to get him to New England last year. And during the whole drama that was the 2019, you know, Patriots season, it's like every time, you know, AB tweeted something out, Tom liked it, which was always like, we rent way, I rent way too much. Not we, I'm not dragging you into that. But, but, uh, and I remember a few weeks ago saying, don't you miss the days where, we could worry about things like who Antonio Brown's going to be fucking up next as far as organizations go. So I guess the answer is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, you got any kind of video review for us or game show review? Are you, let, let's make that a video slash game playing slash slash game show thing because mm-hmm. uh, you, you tweeted me or you texted me the other day saying, hey, your buddy's on this game show. I'm watching 25 Words or Less, which is like a word game show, and Meredith Vieira is the host, where they have two teams, 
one civilian on each team and two celebrities on each team. And one of the celebrities I recognized even before they announced his name as Greg Grunberg, who I think you have a connection with, but I don't remember what the exact yeah, connection oh, was. Oh, uh, a little. I, I, I see, because I, I don't think I got a chance to mention this yet. But no. a few weeks ago, Greg and I. The floor uh, is yours. I, 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 I produced a, a concert special for the USO's Global Comic Con that featured Greg Grunberg and his band Action Figures. I don't know if Whoa, I got a chance to talk about Barry, that. Yeah. Barry, the awesome. lead. Right? What in the <laughs> world? Look at you! Uh, but but are, are you watching? Other, we talked about it, but I don't know if you were gonna. Were you gonna jump on the Leslie Jones uh, supermarket sweeps? I did, but we I watched all of the season premieres that night on on uh, ABC's Summer Fun and Games lineup. I don't think they're calling it Summer Fun and Games anymore because it's fucking October. But I did watch the premiere episodes of Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones, where the theme song is Push It by salt and Peppa. Get it? Push it? Like a shopping cart? I see what they did there. That's <laughs> pretty great. Anyway, so, but it's it's actually very, very fun to watch. It's I didn't really like the 90s version of Supermarket Sweep. It was just a bit too corny for me. For me. Yes, for me, I found a game show too corny, but it it still had like a fun, obviously a fun appeal of just the idea of running through a supermarket with shopping carts, competing against other people doing the same thing, trying to get all of the most high-priced items into your cart within a limited amount of time. That sounds like fun, but I didn't take into account that in the old show, they had an announcer who was actually the same announcer on Jeopardy do the play-by-play. Whereas this show is not only hosted by Leslie Jones, but also commentated by Leslie Jones. So Leslie Jones goes into the manager's office in the back, and she's on, like, the loudspeaker, you know, like, doing the oh, voiceover. Like, she's like, you know, there's a sale on whatever, or, you know, the high-priced uh, item is this, or the, here's your bonus item. But she's watching them do their things. And you remember when, during the Olympics, she was commentating... Yes. On on those events and um, getting really into it. Essentially, that's the meat of the show. She's she's like, oh, my God. Oh, she's going for that ham. She's going for that ham. You know, <laughs> That kind of energy is what she brings to it. And, it. and she's good. She's a really good. Obviously, she's Leslie Jones. She's funny. But she's she loved the show originally. So she has that passion for making it a good show. So I think it's a win. It's like a, I think it's an honor. If you like game shows, which you don't, but if you do. Oh, oh I didn't say I didn't like game shows. Well, now I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but I, it, I mean, it, the last a, time we got together, we spent the whole evening watching game shows. We did. Of course, they were from 1973. Oh, right. The, the Hollywood Squares <laughs> YouTube wormhole that we went down. But it was an out-of-the-box hit. And then I followed that up with the season premiere of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with Jimmy Kimmel, where they not only had celebrities, but they mixed it up with essential workers as contestants. So that was a nice little uh, palate cleanser. And then I moved straight into the season premiere of Joel McHale's Card Sharks, where they, you know, again, every it's all kind of, you know, odd to not have an audience a little bit, even though they pipe in the canned applause and reactions and stuff but they're they're doing it together even 25 words less is socially distant everybody's in their own box and in their own room in the studio 
but nobody's in the same room. So they're, they're making it work. They brought back Weakest Link with uh, Jane Lynch. Uh, that game is a little not so good. I mean, Jane Lynch is a really good host, but they changed some rules to the original Weakest Link that makes it kind of like it's not so much about voting out the weakest link as voting out uh, who you don't like and you know who you won't have a personal vendetta against. And um, it doesn't matter if you're the strongest link on the show, you can still get voted out. There's no protection for being a good player. It's basically a popularity contest. So I was getting more and more infuriated watching this one episode of the obviously has a Trump 2020 sign on her front lawn in Florida or where she's from, you know, kind of hot chick who's not very good at answering the questions, but is charismatic enough to not get people to vote against her. And she made it to the final round. Luckily, she lost because she's a big dummy and didn't know how to answer all the questions. (laughs) But she made it to the final round. What else? What do you want? More game show talk? Oh, Price is Right is coming back. No, not our Price is Right, AJ Price. I'm talking about the game show with Drew Carey. They're bringing back. Yeah, think about it. Price is Right. No, come on down. No audience. They actually rebuilt the studio. They took out all of the seats and they extended the stage back to the wall. So it's just podiums. It's like Jeopardy, you know, glitzy, prices right oriented podiums that are six feet apart. And I guess they're just having predetermined contestants come on down and play the prices right. And yeah. Wow, that's going to be uh, interesting because that's the whole thing is when people lose their shit, you know, jumping up and running on down. It, that's it, right. That energy that because you, right. the audience is the, the show. It's like, you know, but they're making it work. And of course, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are on and they're doing their thing. They all have their own little modifications. Wheel of Fortune, now they've given the contestants, in order to grab onto the wheel and be COVID responsible, they don't grab the wheels with their hands. They're given what some people online have termed uh, wheel condoms. (laughs) Because there are these, picture like, you know, like the end of like a huffy bike handlebar, like the rubber (laughs) thing, you know, like a rubber thing that goes in the end of a handlebar? It's that. And then they place it over the peg and spin it. So each person has their own little handlebar cover or grip. And that's what they use to spin the wheel. There's no audience. Uh, Jeopardy is they're just a little further apart on the podiums. And it's great to see Alex Trebek in action. You know, game shows are finding a way to come back. Life finds a way and no life finds a way (laughs) which is what i call that segment so that's my random game show review Jacques. i know you don't play video games anymore because you've evolved into a higher plane of existence so we won't even entertain your thoughts on that but you are watching i think television barely i mean it's been one of those weeks where i haven't but i am going to be watching television this week i at least once beginning to end and maybe a couple times we'll have it on in the background I, I i don't think the halloween season is complete without a viewing of paulin's halloween special i just <laughs> i just and, and and it's been restored and it's on it's, it's either on amazon or netflix now i think it's on amazon it was always on amazon prime <clears throat> but you know it's a it's a Halloween tradition since 2018 when you would when we discovered this. I was this year's old when I found out that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I definitely this week 
like I said, management and I just tonight had watched A Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. and the the kids are going to be watching Beetlejuice tonight. But my holiday is not complete without a little little Paulin, a little uh, witchy poo, a little uh, kiss. Nice. Florence Henderson, or is it Betty uh, White? I forget. M- M- Mrs. Brady. It's 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 Florence Henderson wearing that like black cocktail dress, you know. Easy on the eye, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So says Greg Brady, who apparently banged her while they were doing the show. Together. That was anyway. unfounded fake news. What are you talking about? How dare uh, you? Uh, but but that that's what I will be watching this week. And you, my friend? Well, I'll, I'll, I will be taking a gander at Borat's subsequent movie film. I can't wait. I, I, I'm surprised I haven't watched it already. And somehow I didn't, you know, it premiered thursday night at midnight and as we're recording this it's friday evening and i still haven't watched it and i'm a bit ashamed of myself you know i i know i was working but i i I could have made more time you know there was time and there will be time this weekend for me to check that out and what else have i been watching i think we talked about what i've been watching for the past 10 minutes all those fucking stupid game shows that mean no. absolutely nothing. Amazing, to great. You were wrong. You're you could not be more wrong. Um, and what's your big parenting tip this week, Dad of the Year? So says the coffee mug you're drinking out of right now. <laughs> My parenting tip this week would be to um, you know what? If you're gonna send your kids out for Halloween, for God's sake, make them wear a mask. I mean, for crying out loud, if there's gonna be one year where. Kids should be wearing masks. It's this year. No, even those cheap Spider-Man masks, the plastic ones with the string that came around with the those uniforms. So, or you know, hey, wait, did the does the invisible pedestrian come with a mask, or is <laughs> the mask sold separately? That's a that's a one piece right there. The invisible pedestrian. Yeah, no, you need to have the the polyvinyl chloroform included <laughs> plastic masks. Yeah, no, man, those things sucked. Man, those things sucked. 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 The one, the one mask costume that I, I can't believe that this is sticking out in my mind, because as a kid, I grew up in a kind of a horror house myself. But my parents didn't take me trick or treating a lot, and I, I didn't really go out trick or treating with my friends a lot during Halloween. Like I was one of, the, I'm a weirdo, and I was raised a weirdo. And but I do remember like when I was really little, my one Halloween costume that was that pre-purchase bullshit with a mask and all was the was of George Jetson, of all wow characters wow. And I I, I I hope I'm misremembering this. I hope I'm, I'm like blocking out some sort of sexual abuse and <laughs> re- <laughs> replacing it with an image of George Jetson as my costume. But yes. Yeah, I think that maybe the Jetsons movie had come out at that time, and maybe that's why wow. it was popular. But I was like, yeah, I was like seven or eight, so this is like mid eighties, you know. I, I don't, yeah, but I remember like that plastic flat kind of mask, and um, I didn't like it. I did not like it. I did not like it one bit. So, uh, what were your favorite Halloween costumes when you were a kid? I remember going out. One year as Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica, that that was one. I, I'm going to say this with so much anxiety riding up my back. Uh, there was a couple years where my mom would just <laughs> say it. You guys are going to go out as hobos because <laughs> you, know, you know those homeless. <laughs> 
you know, I mean, which we were on the verge of always being. So basically, you know, like just slightly more rattier clothes than we had and like, you know, rub dirt on our face. And, and of course we had the pillowcase, you know, uh, you know, for the, for the candy. Um, but the best Halloween things that the, the, the Halloween stuff that I remember, I honestly would start going trick or treating as soon as I came home from school. Right. Like I on the way home. It's like three thirty four, and I I remember one year it's like just just we had we had gone out two times, you know, and it was probably about you know, where where you know Sully and I grew up. You know, maybe a hundred houses in this one loop that we had done twice. Then I went back out. Like nobody else wanted to go. They were like, you know, the the sugar crash was hitting them, and it was late, and it was midnight, and most of the houses lights were off. Didn't stop eight year old me. And it's one of those things where it's like in a million years I can't think even if it wasn't for COVID, letting the boys go two or three houses down in either direction, knocking on strangers' doors. We're here as without trick or treat, but I do. I remember knocking on doors and people like eating dinner, like. Can can I help you? It's like trick or treat. It's like, uh, well, we you want a dinner roll or right? <laughs> yes. You know, dressed as a home. Oh, I think just thought of some homeless kid knocking on the door. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Charlie Bucket is here. <laughs> oh, um, there's a fine. You, know, you know, with you as a kid, there's a fine line between trick or treating and breaking and entering. You know, like, it's like I. I may or may not have crossed that line <laughs> a couple times. Right. <laughs> I can I'm either the... confirm or deny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, fond memories. Of, of... If you're seven and you know what the term B&E means. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for those permanent records being sealed. Um <laughs> We'll never know. Uh, we'll never know how many uh we'll never know how many infractions you had as a child. Um no. Yeah, I don't know. Halloween. This would have been like such a great Halloween. And I, I on a Saturday. Saturday night. On a Saturday. Full moon, you know, um oh god. I mean, you heard that Salem fucking Halloween capital of the world. They're tripling fines for people breaking COVID regulations or like businesses that are like, "Yeah, you know, we, we were going to stay open and encourage tourism." No, you aren't. No, you fucking aren't. We are not bringing COVID to Salem because dickheads from all around the world want to, you know, play pretend for 31 fucking days. Hubie Halloween was shot actually in the greater Salem area. Was that it took place in Salem? Well, it took and, place and in the, Salem, but was it really shot in Salem? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, okay. it was in the surrounding areas. Like, what is Beverly next to it? Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Like, mostly it was shot in Beverly, but there was actual scenes and stuff in Salem. Anyways, um, my parent, my parenting tip would be, you know, just, just, you know, make sure that your kids understand that that you're trying to to make Halloween as fun as it can, and, and that you know we we are. It's a big day for us. It's, you know, we've built it up. I mean, the irony is like, you know, we wear costumes year round. So Halloween is usually, you know, it's like another day for us. But uh, we, we have. We, we've gotten some pumpkins for them to carve this weekend. And we got some um, uh, Halloween-themed gingerbread houses we got at Trader Joe's for them to, to decorate. So, you know, just, you know, my parenting tip is, well, no, you know, you're in it together. And uh, it sucks. But, you know, make the best of it. And uh, I'm not making – hey. 
this might not be the Halloween you wanted, but I'm not sending you out with a pillowcase dressed as a hobo <laughs> 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 like your grandmother had us do. But anyways, that's it for me, Joe. That's it for me. Thank God. Well, another one bites the dust. Podcast, that is. So um, happy Halloween, everybody. I hope yours is spooktacular. Because <laughs> mine won't be. Nor will uh, most kids. Most kids won't even know this. Mo- this would be most kids' first Halloween. Could you imagine? It'll be they'll be robbed of their first Halloween. Actually, they won't because eventually, if they live and unless they die of SIDS, they're gonna. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say! <laughs> they'll make it to another Halloween. Hey, I'm trying to be spooky. Isn't that spooky? Right? <laughs> it's not morbid or. Um, Awful to say something like that. Let's talk about that guy that died in the Charleston Chew factory. I'm going to say it's a factory. I'm going to say it's not a, a, a building complex. It's a guy who died in the tra- like Augustus Gloop. He was the Augustus Gloop of the Charleston Chew factory. That poor man. That poor large man that died alone. Uh, that's how I want to go. I, I, I want to die obese, alone, in an abandoned uh, chocolate factory. That's my Halloween wish. If I had one wish this Halloween, it would be for me to die an obese, lonely recluse in an abandoned chocolate factory. Nobody ever goes in. Nobody ever comes out. Yeah, spooky. Oh, and we're all going to die someday. Don't forget. That's the 